A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was called up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced. And they praised God, saying, then God has given, even to the Gentiles, the repentance that leads to life. The word of the Lord.
glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself. And will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray in the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Amen. Some of you may have seen in the last two weeks, you may have read the news about the death of Rachel Held Evans. She died on May 4th at 37 years old. Rachel was a really interesting person. She was raised in a very fundamentalist Christian household. And because she was a really true follower of Jesus, she had a lot of questions about some of those positions. And so she explored a number of different Christian perspectives. She wrote a book called Searching for Sunday, which, is, which I commend to you. Uh, it was really about her journey discovering the Episcopal Church expression of Christianity. And so it's so interesting to read how someone else comes to our particular Christian expression um, and what her thinking was and what her experiences were. So it's interesting whether you're a lifelong Episcopalian or whether you also have come to this tradition from another place. I commend that book to you. She was also a blogger. She had a very large following. And in one of her final blogs, before she died, she posed the question, really, to herself and to her friends, but also a question for each one of us. Why Christian? Why Christian? Of course, as we know, the label Christian has been misconstrued in lots and lots of ways. Um, it's very vibrant and out there in our media and not always in positive ways. What it actually means is a follower of Christ, Jesus, the incarnate one who came to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us. So one of my answers to the question, why Christian, is that passage that was just read from the Revelation to John. See, the home of God is among mortals. He 
will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples. I believe in a God who acts in history. I'm part of a story of life that has purpose and meaning beyond the here and now. Those words from Revelation are a vision and they're also a reality. The hope of a time of transformation of new life, the expression that creation is not over. God says, I'm making all things new. That's ongoing. Creation is ongoing. God is with us. This is a promise. Write it down, we're told. Rachel Powell Evans apparently had a note to self on her desk that said, Tell the truth. John tells us today these words are trustworthy and true. That God is with us. That living water is poured out for all the moments of our lives. I'm a Christian because of this hope. The belief that the story is not over. My story, your story, our story together. Our lives are not over, and our lives have meaning. To be a Christian is to follow Jesus who embodies this reality. He lived here on earth, eating and drinking, laughing and crying, caring for people, frustrated by people, healing the broken places and the broken people he encountered. He died painfully, too young. His friends grieved, cried tears. There was despair and hopelessness on that Friday and that Saturday. And then on the Sunday, God raised him from the dead. Showing him and showing us that God's reality is not death, but life. In the funeral liturgy we hear Rachel's life, Donald's life, is not over, but changed. When we confront death, our own or that of a loved one, or even the stranger we read about in the news, it's hard to believe that statement. Her life is not over. It's changed. Part of the reason for this is that our lives are changed so much by the loss. The person we love is with God, but we're here, missing them, grieving, and weary. Those words about new life seem small comfort, perhaps, in the moment. But we are saved. We are saved by love. For me, the love which you all have poured out to me and my family as we grieve in your cards and in your notes and in your expressions of sympathy. That love 
love which bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. That's why I'm a Christian.
Yesterday, out on the porch, we built beds to help children in our neighborhoods who've never slept in their own bed. And we had fun, and we had lunch, and we loved. Today, we will be celebrating young people who are graduating from high school and heading off to new things. Huge changes for them. Huge changes for their family. I'm packing up my stuff over around the corner to move into the lovely cottage that has been renovated for clergy housing. A happy change, but a change. Some of the others of you are downsizing and moving, dealing with health issues, thinking about surgery, recovering from surgery, grieving the loss of a loved one. All change. All change. Life is not over, but change. So may we be strengthened for all this change in our hope and in our love by coming here every week to the table. We will be changed from glory into glory by Christ's body and blood. Our lives are changing all the time, and God's promise is to be with us as our lives are transformed. Transformed by His eternal love.
peace we pray to you, Lord God. For all people in their daily life and work. For our families, friends, and neighbors, and for those who are alone. For God's wisdom in the work of Charlie, our governor, and Donald, our president. For this community, the nation, and the world. For all who work for justice, freedom, and just and proper use of your creation. For the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression. For all those who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble. For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy. For the peace and unity of the Church of God. For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, Alan and Gail, our bishops, Nancy and Becky, our priests, and Maureen and Judy, our priest associates, and for all bishops and other ministers. For all who serve God in the For the special needs and concerns of this congregation. Today we pray for Susan, Jane, Betsy, Bill, Jean, Kathy, and Fong, Catherine, Claudia, Mary Lee, Peter, Chris and Sarah, Colby, Alice, Betsy, George, Media, John, Claire, Birch, Matthew, Steve, Arlene, Will, Barbara, Jack, Edie, Kirsty, Ellie, Edith, Huey, Ben, Al. Are there others? Okay. Hear us, Lord. For your mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. And we say a happy birthday to Edith Berger, who is 108 today. We will exalt you, O God, our King. And praise his name forever and Pray for all who have died, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and not undone. And so hold us by your Spirit, that we may live and serve you in newness of life. To the honor and glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Mighty God, have mercy on you, give you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. My friends, the peace of the Lord be always with you.
that against you all. And I meant that the love was, came across great resistances. So, uh, deeply, deeply grateful for all of that. So, a few announcements and sort of events. First, I wanted to thank everybody who helped yesterday for our Build-A-Bed project. Whether you helped with money or helped with your hands or helped with food, it really was tremendously fun. We built a whole bunch of beds for children who need them. And we had lunch together and the friends were made. It's really fun. So I hope this will be the beginning of an annual event for us because it's a fun way for all ages to work together and to see instant results from our, from our work. Um, the next thing, I want to invite up everyone who's a graduating senior as well as the handicrafts team who have made the wonderful scars.
especially want to thank Charles Stone for being the project manager and taking care of the whole project. Thanks to Sue Tunnicliffe and George Dallas, who are our Memorial Garden trustees.
pray and enjoy um, the beauty of that sacred space. Let us walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.
Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us, and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Thank you. 
of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of God and this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood.
காலைகளில்